Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. fans and welcome back to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast we are glad to be with you here on monday october 16th for episode number 53 as always i am joe Morata alongside the one and only michael quinn how you doing there michael howdy doody good to see you again sir good to see you too folks thank you for joining us as we romp through the world of retro wrestling thank you so much for being back with us for yet another week michael quinn did you know that we have now been doing this for over a year Wow. In real time. One whole year. Can you believe it? I actually can't sometimes. A year anniversary. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. The little podcast that could, and uh, obviously we couldn't do it without the support of all of our fans. No, we couldn't. And this has been quite a journey. We started with nothing. We just kind of did this just to do it. Literally just an idea we had at one in the morning one night. Yeah. Last October. And now here we are one year later. We're very thankful to you guys, and we just wanted to to be very honest to open the show there. Thank you for all of your support for this past year. Thank you so much. Yes. Before we start the show, though, let's get to a few administrative things, shall we? Sure. As always, follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast, and there you can tweet at us. You can uh, send us the gifs, the gifs, maybe you pronounce it. The gifs, yeah. (laughs) That's right. And of course, you can email us at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. That is O. VP podcast at gmail.com. And that's fine if you want to contact us there. But Quinn, the main place to hang out with us and the whole OVP family is the Facebook group. Yes, the Facebook group. It's where we talk about the old wrestling with all our friends and family now. Yes, They're our family right. now. Yeah. The OVP family. And you can find it by going over to Facebook.feet.com <laughs> and searching for our vantage point retro wrestling podcast. That's right. And you just can hit the join button. We'll approve you and yep. whammo, you're chatting away with us. Whammo. Uh, Quinn, what goes on in this group? Hijinks, shenanigans, <laughs> and clips and yeah. things. And- Ruben Vasquez bringing up Mac Rivera all the time. Right. Isn't Mac Rivera like in the group <laughs> yeah, now somehow? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Somehow I was able to finagle something through yeah. the help of a. Uh, one of our sources there and yeah. get him invited to the group. Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone else who's actually been commenting a few times and, and involved a little bit is Chris Cruz. Yes. The old WCW announcer. Yes. That I hope he never listens to episode 12 when we made fun of him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> like after the fact. Chris. Yes. Very sorry. Yeah. I'm sure he's got a healthy sense of humor about it. He probably does. But anyway, yeah, check out that Facebook group. Of course, you can go to our website, ovppodcast.com, where you can find links to many things. One of those things is the suggestion box. And basically what that is, is a Google sheet. You can type in something if you want us to review. If you have a suggestion for Rushmore Death Valley, type away. It's public. Uh, just don't do any crude messages in there. Yeah, you know? don't don't make weird <laughs> symbols that may look like a penis or something like that. Yes, right. But another thing, Quinn, and this is being launched today, is our Patreon. There's going to be a link to that on our website. Wow, Patreon. With no pressure. Honestly, folks, we mean this. Only give us money if you want to. Yes. We are never going to beg for your money. No, we aren't. Never, ever, ever. But it is there now, starting today. If you would like to donate and quit if they go there they'll see the reward kind of tiers and everything yes exclusive video content there'll be 
all sorts of content and we'll go with it as you guys like what you want. Yep. We, you know, we're going to just leave it to the fans to really show us where they want this content to go. Yep, really. Where you want us to take it. And uh, that's really says a lot about our loyal fan base. And again, this is a little bit of fan service. This first segment. Thank yeah. you guys. Thank we you. wouldn't even have dreamed of opening a Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why we promise we will never beg for your money. No, we will just give you good content. That's it. And we'll go with it. That's right. Yeah. And one last thing before we move on to our first segment, Quinn. This is actually, we announced this last week and on our Facebook group. This is our last episode for the Place to Be Nation. Yes, it is. Place to Be is, we've been on that network since January. Right. And Scott Keith um, worked that out for us. Thank you, Scott. Thank you to Scott Keith. And thank you to Brad and JT and all the guys at Place to Be for, yes. for taking us on for a year. To be very clear about this, we are leaving uh, amicably. Yeah. This is totally our decision. Mm-hmm. There was no big fallout or blow up or anything. We have simply decided to continue to grow our own community. Yep. Independent. Independent of uh, the Place to Be Nation. So this is the last time to find us on Place to Be Nation. Quinn, if they want to still listen to us, let's say you only have listened to us on Place to Be, mm-hmm. and you want to listen to us still after this week, what could they do? Well, you can go find our feed. We have our own feed. We always have. It's the Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. You, if you look it up on iTunes and Google Play, Stitcher, like all those places that you know we normally we joke about, but it's very important yes, this time that if it you is. if you want to hear the show continue on into yes. its second year, yep. you need to go subscribe to the other feed. Again, available on iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts, yeah, Google Play, Stitcher, Blueberry, pretty much wherever podcasts are, including Otis Radio. Oh, oh, okay. Excuse me. But yes, a big thank you to the Place to Be Nation. They're still going to be friends of the show. Yes, they will As we will be with them. And one show we always want to single out there is our little brother show, Quinn. Yes. On the pro wrestling only feed of Place to Be Nation. That would be Petey Winson. Little Petey. (laughs) Our friend to the end. Yep. And he does greetings from Allentown. GF Allentown. A lonely lonely show you could also talk to Petey on our boards too he is there that's yeah. right i think he's just sniffing around for you know ideas <laughs> <laughs> to steal from us just kidding Petey. all right quinn i think we're we're ready here Are after we? this long preamble i think it's time to actually talk about the retro wrestling yeah well it's a special week it's, it is it's the year anniversary it is a very big deal yeah folks if you've been listening in the last two episodes you know that we just launched a new narrative uh, a new segment if you will it is called the foundational series for the modern era And basically what we have been doing is going through kind of the Hulkamania era and what got us there. And we'll see where we end. I'm not giving that away. (laughs) No spoilers No, no. But when we last left off, the Hulkamania era was in full force. And it's the late 80s, 1988, the main event on NBC. Vince McMahon has done everything right, it seems, to build this small little business of people fake fighting into a global phenomenon empire if you will i will however several hundred miles south quinn there is wrestling oh is there <laughs> yes there is you wouldn't know it by looking <laughs> on national television <laughs> no you wouldn't but there was a little thing called the nwa as we have mentioned the What's national that? <laughs> well the national wrestling alliance was the conglomeration of old-timey promoters in the suits right oh yeah and the bourbon oh right the shining picture yeah the, the gorilla shining was picture. there somehow Will you stop? and by this point in 1988 the largest member 
was headed up by a man named Jim Crockett Jr. of Jim Crockett Promotions, JCP, they called it. Mm-hmm. He had been competing with Vince for a few years now by this point in 1988. Yes, he had. If you recall, Quinn, there was some uh, some cock blocking that Vince would pull on him with Survivor Series mm-hmm. pay-per-view. We've talked about it on uh, on the Survivor Series show. Yes. I think we've talked about the it. Rumble the Rumble as well. Yeah, yeah. Other things, with, you know, how Clash of the Champions, that kind of thing. But yes. Let's take it back a little bit here. Let's take it even further. Now, Jim Crockett Jr., who the hell is that? Yes. Who is that guy? He's second generation, I know that. He is, Quinn. His dad was a wrestling promoter of the in the NWA, yeah. Jim Crockett Promotions, until 1973 when he passed. And basically, as we had mentioned, the NWA was all different local promotions, right? Mm-hmm. So Jim Crockett Sr.'s promotion was in the Carolinas. Yes, it was. And basically, what they did there is they did the wrestling. <laughs> they did very wrestle. They, they were wrestling. Yeah, they, they were very wrestling. This is, this is old school. This is the NWA. This is the World Heavyweight Championship. This is the Terry Funks. The Gene Kanitsky. Yeah. You know, guys you like know, that. These guys. Luthez. Yeah. That NWA champion. The same NWA that Vern split off of that we talked about. Yep, in 60 or whenever. Yeah. Yep. The same one that Vince McMahon Sr. split off of, then went back to. Yeah. And then Vince Jr. split off of. But these guys, they never left. No, they, no, no. And they became the predominant you know, yes. NWA territory. Proprietors, if you yeah. will, right? Yeah. Now, when Jim Crockett Sr. passed away in 1973, his son Jim Crockett Jr., who had never really been too involved in the business, yes. was suddenly handed it. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was rough for him yes. at first. I mean, it. a lot of people don't remember. They think like Jim Crockett Sr. died in the 80s or something right. because the Crockett Memorial, Memorial Cup. Yeah. He died in like 73. Yes. And they were like, they had to build that up. It wasn't just like they inherited some like nwa empire, empire right. or something like they they kind of they look they talk about in the wcw dvd if you want to check it out mm-hmm. they do talk about having to re literally reconnect with everyone nobody wanted to do business with them they're like who are these people? <laughs> right exactly like, no i mean it's it says a lot for jim crockett jr yeah to be able to go from from kind of nothing mm-hmm. I mean, what it was wasn't zero it was a small promotion and they did a lot of things boxing and yeah. they, they were all over the place right like any promoter you try to find your footing yeah and you get somewhere and in this case it was wrestling but they were in nwa territory in the carolinas that's what they were however in the late 70s and as the 80s rolled on they started to expand so now maybe instead of north and south carolina now we're starting to run shows in tennessee and maybe west virginia georgia ohio kind of just spreading out a bit the same way vince jr Yes. was doing around the same time spreading out more in his area correct ra- yes. rather than vince just got you know just barnstorming yeah. into like wherever the hell he felt like yes this was a more like subtle tiptoe into yeah. other areas like hey is it okay if i go to tennessee it's like oh they like nwa over there right yeah. it's like it's like it's more nice right? <laughs> very southern hospitality yeah, right? yeah. what's what's this over here you never heard of grits sure sure i heard of grits I used to actually never seen a grit before. And basically his whole vision here, Quinn, and for you folks at home, was to unite the NWA into like one thing. Yes. Instead of a bunch of different fingers, you a know? A lot more continuity, not the champion would come once a year to right. each territory and there would be like other belts right. that were probably more important in the territory rather than the world title, but exactly, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and so much so was, was Jim Crockett Jr. a... Um, a preeminent figure in the NWA. He was actually their president for like almost all, I think all of the 80s. Yes. Into the 90s. Well, you know, obviously the biggest territory would probably be the president. 
Exactly. Yeah. And it was Jim Crockett Jr., make no mistake about it. But however, alongside all of this, Quinn, there's a fella, some might call him a media mogul. Mm-hmm. I've heard that term. <laughs> I've heard it. Perhaps a tycoon, not sure. Ted Turner, you ever hear of Ted Turner? I have, and some people listening to this might have not, because Ted Turner hasn't been much of a thing since, you know, yeah, well, Time 2001 Warner. Yeah. or something. <laughs> exactly, the merger. Yeah. Now, Ted Turner, Quinn, he owned a station uh, called WTBS in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, an early cable television station. From Turner Broadcasting System, you're watching Superstation WTBS, Atlanta. Now, what made that different from turning on your NBC affiliate. What made a cable station different? Well, a cable station, unlike a television station, like with the affiliates, it's like you got just what your affiliate got, uh-huh. basically. And they were in a network. Yep. So, like the shows in prime time, they would be, you know, whatever the network gave them. But at, you know, at all other times, it'd be the local news and mm-hmm. the local this and the local that. The, the, the television landscape, it was smaller. Yes. You had, like, if you had a wrestling show, you had to go to the affiliate mm-hmm. to get it on. You didn't go to the network. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. However, with cable, yep. a cable system was united, kind of like what these guys wanted to do, have mm-hmm. a uniform thing, right? Mm-hmm. But television was just starting to become united with cable. Right. And WTBS was probably the early standout on cable. Yes, it uh, was. It was the it was the big channel that, you know, every cable system had. Yep. So Think of it this way, as opposed to having one affiliate and you could only get that wrestling in that area, all of a sudden, if you're on this cable channel, you're in every single television that has cable in the United States of America. Anywhere that they picked up this channel for their cable provider, you had it. Right. Now, he was running something here called Georgia Championship Wrestling. Thanks for watching Georgia Championship Wrestling. Now, this is another NWA affiliate. Right. It is not... Jim Crockett's affiliate yes. at this point. But Ted Turner was a wrestling fan. He also, of course, owned the Atlanta Braves, mm-hmm. the Atlanta Hawks. Yes. Big Atlanta mogul, so I mean, to speak. Yeah, he was, he was, that CNN. was his base of operations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You ever heard of CNN? Yeah, that's Ted, Ted Turner. Turner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's who this guy was. Ted Turner, the man from Atlanta. But he liked wrestling. You know, I like wrestling. He you know, did, and he genuinely did. Nothing, he was a fan. Like, I don't want to make fun of no, Ted no. Turner like it was some kind of like cash grab. The no, guy he just liked, liked wrestling. He just it, he thought it was stupid in a good way. Yeah, and he was like, <laughs> I want it on my network. Yeah. It's good. And <laughs> his fan base liked it too. So Georgia Championship Wrestling is renamed World Championship Wrestling. Now, that's yes. a television show. Just the TV show. Welcome to very best in professional wrestling, World Championship Wrestling. David Crockett along with Tony Schmoney. Now, that's a great show. Yes, and we've talked about yes. that show plenty of times. Yes, and that had a lot of that big NWA talents, you know. And it was run at this point by Jim Barnett. You might know that name. Then the Briscoes, Jack and Jerry, and eventually Ole Anderson. They own the time slot. They owned this time slot for this television show. Yeah, on this, TBS. On TBS, and it was an NWA affiliate. That's important. It is very important. A day that you might have heard of, mm-hmm. Black. Saturday, July 14th, 1984, the majority shareholders of this time slot and of Georgia Championship Wrestling, Jack and Jerry Briscoe. Right. They own the entity that own the time slot. Correct. They sell, Quinn, to whom? Vince McMahon. They sell the company to Vince McMahon. Correct. Vince McMahon Jr. Yes. The guy we talked about these last two segments that is barnstorming. Right. Like you said, mm-hmm. Mr. New York, right? Yeah. The guy that is promoting New York. We are yeah. not in the NWA. We want nothing yeah. to do with the NWA. 
What does he do? He buys Georgia Championship Wrestling's time slot. Yes. He didn't, like, go up to Ted Turner and buy the slot. No, he bought it from he, the Briscoes. He bought the company. From the Briscoes. And he inherited that asset, Correct. which was the contract to right. the time slot. Exactly. So, basically, this wasn't Turner saying, I want to sell to Vince McMahon. Yeah. It was McMahon working with the Briscoes to actually get the company and thus the time slot. Yes. And it was called Black Saturday, and everyone down there hated Right. What Vince did. Thank you. It is indeed a pleasure to be associated with WTBS, and we promise to bring you the greatest in professional wrestling entertainment in the world today. We will have this week, as a matter of fact, exclusive footage on a matchup involving the Iron Sheik. Fucking bullshit! Now, it's an interesting situation, actually, because you, you hear it a lot from the, um, the uh, WCW perspective or NWA perspective. Sure. And they say, oh, we all hated it. But for people up in the North, because ev- if everyone gets... WTBS, they mm-hmm. probably were like, oh, this is cool. WWF's also on this channel right. at another time. Which, by the way, the time slot is important. It's 6.05 p.m., yes. two hours yes. of professional wrestling. Yes. And it was an awesome time slot, by the way. And everyone knew that it was on at 6.05. Correct. It was jarring for the Southern fan. The people that were really the main fan base yes. of GCW, World Championship Wrestling at this point, to all of a sudden see Vince McMahon and Gorilla Monsoon this is Gorilla Monsoon along with my colleague and friend Freddie Miller and another two-hour extravaganza of Georgia Championship Wrestling, Freddie. Yeah. And King Hung Bundy and Jimmy Snuka and all these guys. And not only that, Vince on their McMahon, show, Vince McMahon in with the WCW background, World Surreal. Championship Wrestling. Yep. And Gorilla Monsoon calling matches. Yes. And it, in it, that studio, it's a horrible episode. By the way, have you ever seen the, the Black first one? Yeah, it's, it's really terrible. bad. It's almost like a middle finger. Let's like, go to a clip right now. All right, there's a good look at Bobo on the comeback trail as Bobo Brazil hopes to make a big mark for himself in a win over Big John Stud. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not fun. Uh, and eventually, you know, fans got pissed and they called in to TBS. And yes. they're like, we don't like this because the, their biggest fan base is still the South at this right. point. TBS. That's where they're getting their highest ratings. Of course. Uh, so basically, they get a different time slot. Ole Anderson does something now called Championship Wrestling from Georgia. It's kind of a different time slot. I believe it was Saturday or Sunday mornings. How about that? Thank you so very much, and welcome to Championship Wrestling from Georgia. Crockett didn't own this initially. Let's bear this in mind. Right. He never owned it. It was the Briscoes, as Correct. we said. And Jim so Barnett, now yep. Vince owns the asset of the contract, <laughs> yes. and he is able to sell said contract. Yes. Thing. To Jim Crockett. Now, yeah. He does this the day before WrestleMania 1, March yeah. 30th, 1985. Mm-hmm. And there's that old story, well, basically that selling that bankrolled WrestleMania, you know, kind of was like a, a safety net for WrestleMania. Yes, but also the Crockett's survival yes. was there because we haven't mentioned yet the Crockett's being the leaders in the NWA, their talent appeared on this WCW show. It did. It was important to them that Ric Flair Correct. Seen on TV. It was important to them that Dusty, Dusty Rhodes was seen on WTBS. And what about maybe the equivalent of their Hulk Hogan, Magnum TA? Yes. This is Bill Apter, and I gotta say it this way, Magnum TA. It was important that all of these people made appearances down in the Georgia Championship Wrestling to be yes. seen on WTBS. Especially as part of Jim Crockett's efforts to unite the NWA. Right. You don't want a piece of the puzzle taken away. Right, and this was the biggest piece. I can't tell you how important this television time slot this was like how you know with nitro or whatever 
mm-hmm. you know, the the old rumor that Had, the company yep. was it, they could have the company but not the television. The, the television. Prime. Prime, so it was yep. it was worth five bucks. Who cares? <laughs> you know, yep. it's the same exact thing. This is where people saw the product that they were peddling. Right. You don't have the time slot. How are people going to see it? Right. One important detail here, folks, is that when Vince McMahon sold this time slot, he had refused this whole time to sell it back to Ted Turner. Ted Turner was trying to buy it back. Vince said no, but he finally cut his losses, sold it to Crockett, not Turner. Mm -hmm. Very interesting point. You know, it becomes important later. So anyway, essentially, Crockett now owns the WCW show. Right. That's what it's called. World Championship Wrestling. Crockett Promotions. WCW, basically. They own that. And they're still the largest NWA affiliate. Now, Crockett is buying out Bill Watts's Mid-South, which was then renamed UWF. He buys yeah. that in 1987 as part of his expansion. At one point, he even worked with Vern Gagne in the mid-80s at something called Pro Wrestling USA. And it was basically the AWA and NWA teaming up. Featuring the top stars of the AWA and the NWA. Didn't work. Yeah. But basically, Crockett's vision, and we want to point out the parallel here to Vince, is to unite the NWA, yeah. buy up territories, and take this crap national. Yes, and we've talked a lot of business here, Yes, but there's reasons why the this was a viable thing. This was some of the best wrestling product there was in the entire 1980s, yes. late 70s, early 80s, mid 80s. That there was. Yeah. There was guys like Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Ric Flair. The, like, Ric Flair in his prime Ric yeah, Flair. Yeah, the Ric Flair. Dusty Rhodes. The Rock and Roll Express. The Road Warriors. Sting. You name it. The Midnight Express. Anyone you associate WCW with and in, in its roots. Yep. That was it. This was a big product, and it could stand toe-to-toe with Hulk Hogan, Macho Man. Absolutely. You know, anything, you know anything they had. 100% right, When This was a real competition they had going yeah. on. And the talent was balanced here. I mean, right. And a lot of people, folks, let's say maybe you were raised only WWF fan. I know we have a lot of WWF fans. Yeah. This is not WWF the way they wrestled. No, not at all. It was more treated as a sport. Much more. And, and there was a lot more like Broadways, which is a one hour match if you don't know the term. One hour draw, yep. Yeah, a lot more just competitive back and forth. I actually like WCW, the show World Championship Wrestling, because a lot of the matches you'd see jobbers fight you know, the normal talent or whatever, yep. but it was like competitive. Yeah, it was different. It was way different and in a good way. Yes. Like it was a back and forth contest mm-hmm. and eventually he would squash him, but right. it was it was just presented different and it was in a small studio, but you would think, I don't usually like small things, but the way that show is presented, you feel like you're kind of in there. It's cozy. It's cozy. It's intimate. The, the interview table's like right next right to the next ring. Right next to the ring, right. It's cool. And basically, you tune in week to week, you get attached to these characters. Yeah. You get attached to the champion when he comes on, Ric Flair. Right. You love to hate him. Right. You want to see him get his ass kicked, but you can't help but watch him. And, and laugh. He was funny. And he, he was, was very funny. entertaining. And last year, I spent more money on spilled liquor. In bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. And like even the small time characters, like I remember loving the pistol Pez change to Shasta Watley. Sure. Like why not? There's all these like little stupid things that yes. happen. I love Tully Blanchard awesome. as a as a singles yep. TV champion. And of US course, like champion, Jimmy whatever. Garvin. Yeah. There's so much good stuff that's yeah. going on there right. in the NWA. This is no pushover. I just wanted like Give it its due. Give it its due. And and they were doing pay-per-views. And they were competing head-to-head with Vince. Vince won. He pulled some power plays. Yeah, no shit. 
But anyway, Quinn, as we as we wrap up the end of the JCP era here, mm-hmm. by 87-88, despite or maybe, you know, partially because of this massive expansion, massive, you know, relative to what it was, yeah. JCP is losing money and losing money fast. They were losing it so fast that they didn't know they were losing it. Right. That that's when you know the expansion was out of control yeah. because the famous story is that the accountant comes in to Jim Crockett's office one day and he says, Jimmy, we're $5 million in the hole. Whoops. And he was stunned. Like everyone, like the jaws dropped and they couldn't believe it. They were like, how did this happen? Yep. It was actually, it was like quite stunning. They were just hemorrhaging money. No yeah. one realized it. No one caught it. it All of a it, sudden, boom. Within months, they yep. were hemorrhaging. It, like it was, it wasn't poor management. It was just, it was so fast. It was just so fast. But in November of 1988, a little company called Turner Broadcasting Systems, TBS, that same Ted Turner, yeah, the one who Vince McMahon had refused to sell to, he now purchases JCP, Jim Crockett Promotions, for $9 million and officially rebrands all Jim Crockett-controlled wrestling as World Championship Wrestling. Which is a great idea, because we know Absolutely. how popular that show was. All this plus an update on Nature Boy Ric Flair tonight on Superstation TBS and World Championship Wrestling. Now, by this point in the late 80s, as the 90s start to roll on, your Dusty Rhodes, big star, out. Mm-hmm. The Four Horsemen as an entity, gone. Yeah. Ric Flair, though, still the man. Carrying the banner. And in fact, he would seem- seemingly have classic matches with Ricky Steamboat throughout 1989 to close yeah. out the 80s. Yep. A great period still for the NWA. And WCW now, World Championship Wrestling, has finally picked up where Jim Crockett promotions left off yes. in terms of the national expansion, someone that really might be able to finally compete with the juggernaut right. that was Vince McMahon. And more importantly, had the finances to, to compete. Do so. But Quinn, what will all of this mean for all of the smaller territories as the 90s lurch forward? Back after this. I bought myself a network. I bought myself World Series. I bought myself a library of classic movies. Heck, I even colorized a few of them. So why can't I buy the WWF? We've been trying, Ted. How come their wrestling is still better than ours? They've got better athletes. All we've got are their disloyal, greedy has-beens from the 80s. Who you calling a has-been, brother? Can't blame a guy for trying to con a... Make a buck. Who are you calling disloyal? Besides, I started in the 70s, not the 80s. Well, go out there and buy me some of those, uh, those WWF Generation superstars. The new WWF Generation. It's not good. From Harley Race to Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair to The Rock, Sting to Steve Austin, you're listening to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much for being with us for episode number 53 here on Monday, October 16th, 2017. Quick reminder, uh, this is our last episode for the Place to Be Nation, so you can go subscribe to our normal feed if you want to make sure you don't miss an episode, and you can find that on iTunes, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. Is that right, Michael Quinn? Yes, it is. All right. Well, Quinn, I suppose you can introduce our next segment here. This is, of course, Mount Rushmore and Death Valley, where each week we will put four of the best of something onto Mount Rushmore and four of the worst. We'll go down into the desert 
of Death Valley. Be sure to let us know if you have any suggestions. You can do that by going to the suggestion box and typing it in. Type in your name, what you want us to talk about. Quinn, why don't you go ahead and tell us what we're talking about here? Well, this week, we have a suggestion from Jimmy Borden. Good old Jimmy! Good old Jimmy Borden, and I, I like this one a lot. Okay, what do we got, man? This is the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of... Old school wrestling video games. I like it. Yes. And Good one, ha- Borden. Yeah. The old school aspect, we're going to you know, cut it off at a certain point, Joe. Which point is this, Michael? Around the N64 PlayStation 1 era, Saturn, if you played that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if anyone did. Yeah. That's good, though, because that, was, that ended around 01, that era. Right. Which is kind of our cutoff for the Attitude Era and the retro wrestling, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Uh, well, I suppose since you had the choice, I have the voice. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> and we didn't say it wrong or anything. No, time. we did it perfectly yes. for our friends out there. Hmm. There's some good ones out there, Michael. Yes, there is. There's very many. There were some good graphics. <laughs> that was a big deal the back graphics. then. Yeah, the Got graphics. Got ratings in GamePro. <laughs> I'm going to go with WrestleFest for the arcade. 1991 by Tech I love that game. I know. You're a big fan of it. WrestleFest, folks, if you haven't heard of it, because mm-hmm. this is an audio podcast, okay? So you're not going to see it as we talk about yeah. it. Big, colorful characters that looked like you were wrestling in Saturday Night's main event and yep. had the greatest roster for that time. It was really good. It looked really good. Yes. I just think it played pretty clunky. It's still in the it's early okay. days of like wrestling video games, like where they were like figuring shit out. Yeah, but there was a good amount of moves, and you could be Hulk Hogan and Earthquake and Randy Savage. Hey, I have nothing against the roster. Great roster. The look of it is really stands out, and I love like pixelated graphics like that. Yeah. It's more 16-bit than it is 8-bit, because it, it comes in that in-between era, but because it was arcade. Yeah, it's 16-bit, Yeah, definitely. and you can go and play it on MAME. It's free, because MAME, everything is free, basically. Right. Like, that's not even like you're not even stealing. It's no. like that arcade game doesn't exist anymore, right. and you're never going to find it. And it's got Mike McGurk as the ring announcer. Yeah. I it's, like it's, it's great. It's Pat a great Patterson game. Patterson is the ref. And Quinn, do you know who the final bosses are? Do you remember? I don't even remember. The LOD. We snack on danger. Dine on death. You bury every gerbil face we face. Yeah! Oh. <laughs> well, that's, they're evil to me, so. All right. Well, what, you want a volley? I do want a volley because I actually think the best of the old school mm-hmm. games yep. is surprising for a lot of people. It's probably the last one of the old school games. Really? What is that? Smackdown 2. Yeah. Smackdown 2 on PlayStation 1. That was like the best thing ever. That was the crown jewel. Like yeah. the crowning achievement to that point, I would say, for wrestling video games. Right. It was like a culmination. The best of everything? Basically, like, everything that ever existed in wrestling games, they took all the good ideas, yeah. and then they put it in a game, and yes, it was they did. great. It was really good, because you got to remember the time frame, folks. Relative to when it came out, this is late 2000 when this came out. Yeah. It's on PlayStation 1. And okay. it's coming off, SmackDown was really good. It the was a good one, yeah. start. It was. But this game blew it out of the water. Completely blew it out of the water. Every match type imaginable. It was ridiculous. It moved very fast. Arcade style. So they took, they kind of took that WrestleMania, the arcade game, like movement style, where it was like really fast. Rapid fire, no selling everything. They brought in a little bit of the grappling from, you know, the N64 style games, right? Yes, they did. However, it was 
abbreviated. It, it was. was faster and punching mattered. Like kind of everything mattered. Like striking, you, yeah, throwing a little of everything. You had weapons. Yep. Yeah. You could go somewhere. You like, could go all around the arena, the backstage. It yeah, was great. That, that was a new thing at the time. Get run over by a car by accident. Like, there right. was shit like that. They're like goofy stuff. And the very cool thing was the season mode for me. It was the first game know, with a, a very cool season mode because you could literally, like, play through, like, a year in the WWE. Yes. Or WWF at the WWF time. WWF at the time. You know what? It was really, really revolutionary in its own way. And yeah. that was the launch pad for the 2K series yeah. that is still going on now. Right. It, it's the basis for, like, all wrestling games. It is. They have a season mode. They got classic characters. Yep. You could go backstage. You could fight the ring. You have a million match types. It's, like, how they do it. Not to mention, the best creator wrestler that had ever been seen to that point. Yes. That was the best really one. Really good. It was such a good game. Yeah. I played the crap out of it. I'm fine with putting it on yeah, as number one. Yeah, I think one. that's like easily number one. If our cutoff is, is the PlayStation and N64 era, mm-hmm. then that's a fair, fair, fair justification. So for number one, I would say SmackDown 2 for PlayStation. You know, Michael, yeah. if we're, we're going to hold WrestleFest in abeyance for the I'll, time I'll being. I'll hold it in abeyance. A really good wrestling game, which was not a WWF game, mm-hmm. was made by our friends at Capcom. Ah, yes. Saturday Night Slam Masters. Yes, Saturday Night Slam Masters, another great one. Oh. Uh, played more like a Street Fighter game, sort of. To an extent. Yeah, yes. it had Mike Hagar from, from Final Fight in it. it. Great game. It came out in the arcade, and then they also ported it to Super Nintendo and Genesis. Yeah, and it had some wacky characters. I remember there was, like, a guy that was, like, Japanese with the face paint and, like, bushy hair. Yeah, the great Oni. Yes, <laughs> Oni, yes. And they had um, Alexander the Greater, which was clearly a Vader imitation. Yeah. And they had Gunlock, who was kind of like Guile. Great game. Really great, game. great, really great game. And honestly, I heard it said recently, like, why didn't Capcom make more wrestling games? Like, why didn't they have the license to WWF? Because it probably would have been awesome. Man, if anyone could do, like, a fun, playable arcade-style game, they, they were a they fighting game company. Like, Final Fight, yeah. Street Fighter, and, of course, Mega Man. All these entertaining games that Capcom had. And Saturday Night Slam Masters was an awesome, mm-hmm. awesome, fun game. Quinn, you and I used to play it on MAME a couple of years ago. Yes. I remember doing this with you. Yes, we played it on some emulator or something. And how into it were we? Oh, it's great. It's hard as hell, though. Right! Like, it's not like your typical wrestling game no, at this, all. No, the arcade version does not fuck around. Yeah, and I think that's the only knock I have against it. It's hard. It doesn't play like you would think a wrestling game it's very different it's nothing like how wrestling games were at the time but very fun yes very fun and i would definitely rank it up there i think it should be in abeyance with super uh, or wrestlefest wrestlefest okay well you got another one this one to me it's more influential might not be the best one okay but wcw versus the world do you remember that that was the first like those n64 types but it was on playstation Here's what I'll say to that. That was the the people that uh, wound up doing like um, WCW Revenge and all that yeah. stuff on 64. It's influential, but if we're going to talk that style, what is that, AKI? Yeah. The best one of the, the WCW one, but probably one of the best games ever. Yeah. WCW NWO Revenge for 64. Right. That one was, the, that was the better one. I just wanted to give kind of a fair, shout out fair. to Verse the World because that's yes. where it started. It started there in yeah. 96. Yeah. Then the next year, it went to WCW NWO World Tour. Which was on N64. And a better game. Yeah. 
Then by Revenge in 98, holy shit. Yeah, Revenge was ridiculous because it took what Verse the World and World Tour were doing, mm-hmm. but the characters were like more animated. Like yes. they were better. Beautiful. They like, looked way it better. Looked great. They there had full entrances. entrances. Yeah, and I just loved the system, like how it just worked with the weapons under the ring and the and just you could do all sorts of crazy stuff. You could there wasn't really a creator wrestler, I don't think, but you could kind like of, modify yeah. like how people looked. You Correct. could change their names. Yes. So like you could change them and then change their names and they'd be but they'd eat up a slot. Yes. So a huge great, roster too. Great game. And here's the thing, I think a lot of our fans are gonna argue because this always comes up. What? When you talk about WCW versus the NWO or whatever. Yeah. You always get the people that are like, no mercy. No mercy is the best one. Dig diggity dog. Like, I think it is. I think it is one of the best wrestling games ever made. No mercy. I think it is. But I also, I guess it's more when it landed because it's like later or whatever. Isn't it like 02 or something? No mercy was 99. It was 99. Okay. Because I, well, what about WrestleMania 2000? Also 99. Oh, they came out in the same year? Yeah. No, No Mercy was 2000. I'm just okay. looking at it right here. And WrestleMania but, 2000 was first then. Nine, yeah, because I felt like WrestleMania 2000 was awesome. It was, but like, I think No Mercy was even better. Yeah, I guess. I mean... I really do. I feel like they were the same thing, just with like different rosters, and I just preferred the WrestleMania 2000 roster. In a lot of ways, they are, and the WCW version of that was was Revenge was really right. good. It's like all the same engine. It's the AKI-THQ merge yeah. there. Well, should we just pick which one's the best? I think Revenge is, but I know a lot of people say No Mercy is. I yeah. personally think Revenge. Yeah, I kind I of agree. I Revenge. I think that was the height of it. Like, I do too, yeah. and, and I am not Mr. WCW. Right. It may be a controversial opinion, but I think revenge is better. And you know what? I'm going to say this. Yeah. Let's put No Mercy in abeyance just in fine. case like we need to round out the list fine, or something. Fine. It's like I, I just want to give No Mercy's props because everyone's going to flip out. No Mercy. Great. Everyone like There's tournaments for No Mercy still. Like People love people No Mercy. People mod the game. Yeah, they like, love No Mercy so much. But for me at the time as a and fan, I, I agree. Revenge was where it was at, buddy. Yeah. WCW beat him to the punch by like two years. Right. So for number two, WCW NWO Revenge N64? Yes. Let's do it. All right, Michael. We have SmackDown 2. We have Revenge. Mm -hmm. There is another one that I was actually quite a big fan of. Yes. It's not as big, probably. Like, it's not as well known of a game. Okay. I'm not saying it's good. (laughs) I really liked Raw for Super Nintendo. Okay. I loved it. Let me let me tell and, you something. And Royal Rumble. Let me tell you something, brother. Go ahead. Raw for Super Nintendo was the first wrestling in my plate. Like it was. Like it was the cuz I that was the first system I had and like I don't know, I just missed Royal Rumble. I had Royal Rumble. I just got right. Raw first. Okay. Yeah. And like I love that game too, Joe. It's so much fun. Yeah. It it is really so much fun. The problem is that it aged very poorly. With that whole tug of war style and all that crap, yeah. I like I go back to it and like I instinctively like remember how to play it, but I'm also like this is kind of shit. Like kind of boring after a yeah, while, it, right? It, 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 there's not enough emphasis on striking, which SmackDown kind of corrected. True. I love it. I don't think Raw has the better characters. I actually really? like Royal, Royal Rumbles. Rumble. By yeah. Flair and all that. Yeah, I just it's cooler. <laughs> it has Macho Man in it. DiBiase. I'm, that's freaking Macho Man. It does Come have on. Macho Man. Per- perfect is yeah. in it. Yokozuna. Yeah. Well, he's in both. Uh, and they're the same damn game. They're with minor modifications. Yeah. 
they are the same game. They, yeah. they spun off of the Super WrestleMania engine in 92. Right. which was the primitive version. They, yeah, that they got one better. sucks. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, but it's got Hulk Hogan. It's the only one that has Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and Rumble for Genesis has yeah. Hogan, but no one played that. It's not mm-hmm. as good. The Genesis versions of those and, are not as good. you have to remember the time, too. Like, a game with Hulk Hogan, like, in that weird, like, 94 period yeah. of time, like, was like... <laughs> it was weird! Like, there wasn't many games that were good, that were decent to play with Hulk Hogan in them. Very good point, Quinn. Yeah. You know, there's a game that a lot of people love, and it's a Japanese wrestling game that got translated into English uh, in the old ZSNES days mm-hmm. on emulation, and that would be Super Fire Pro Wrestling X Premium. Yes, I've heard of this. I've played it. Okay. It sucks. Yeah, it, it sucks. <laughs> I just wanted to say it that. Sucks even though my people like nut. it. Okay. I know I had I, to bring it up. I hate that this game... And like any of the Fire Pro Wrestling returns and all that <laughs> bullshit. I, okay, enough. <laughs> enough. I get it. It's like, oh, you can make it. It had create a wrestler before anybody else. It and did. it's so good. Who cares? It is so hard to play. It's, it's so like hard. unmanageable. It's like if every finger you had was a thumb <laughs> and like you were on the controller and you didn't know like what the fuck is this game? Like and it's from like the weird perspective, like the it's isometric. The isometric yeah. top down bullshit. It's, it's really bad it's really bad and i get it it's like oh i can watch vader fight vince mcmahon or some shit <laughs> like in 1995 if i wanted to but like who gives a shit if the, the you can't play it you can't fucking play the game i'm glad we i just we rolled this, that out yeah I, I threw you guys at home there a little curveball and, and i can't put it in death valley either. no it's not gonna go in death valley yeah. but i just wanted to get that out of the way in case I'm glad anyone we agree asks. on that oh, i do agree i gotta say wrestlefest quinn for number three i have to wrestlefest okay. was mm. awesome you can't name mm. one come on mm. unless you want to go to no mercy well i want to throw one more out there with a different system go ahead wrestlemania the arcade game Oof. Oh, God, no. Why? Okay. Midway. I want you to explain why it sucks, and then I'll explain why I think it's pretty good. This is if the guys from Mortal Kombat made a wrestling game, but didn't try as much as they normally do. And that's what the result of that is. Is there any other reason? It sucks. It's not a wrestling game. It's a fighting game. It's a combat game. Undertaker throws ghouls at you. Right. Shawn Michaels hits you with a baseball bat. Razor Ramon hits you with a razor blade. Doink does a hand buzzer to you. It's not wrestling. There's two out of three rounds. It's a fighting game. It's Mortal Kombat. And I throw back at you. What? Look at every other wrestling game before that. It stinks. Like, (sighs) control-wise, it's not accessible to the normal person that buys a video game. WrestleFest, though, Quinn, if you want to talk wrestling arcade games... Right, but they couldn't get that on console. We're talking about we're talking about console here. Yeah, but WrestleMania was in the arcade game. Why do you think it's called WrestleMania the arcade game? No, but I'm saying this game, as silly and goofy... Like, whatever you think of it, yeah. it was very accessible, and it was fun. Like, you have to admit it was fun. Like, it was cool doing the Huracarana with Shawn Michaels across the ring, or all these different moves, like Razor with the yeah, Razor with the blade. blade. I know. Yeah. In the same way, it was cool to do the Bill Clinton code on NBA Jam. And yeah, it was you like... love those games. <laughs> it's midway. So, what are, you, what are you arguing? Like, it's midway at, like, their height, too. First of all, the Super Nintendo port eliminated uh, Yoko and Bam Bam, there's, so there's only six Fair, characters, but and in I had the Genesis that. version, you could be them. They all suck. The only good version is probably, console-wise, PlayStation or Saturn. Well, that's later, but yeah. And the arcade version's good, but it's not better than WrestleFest, Slam Masters, or No Mercy. Okay, I'll say this. Yes? 
You I'll really lost Re- credibility I'll put there with WrestleFest. me. You I know. I think I think that there's a fair argument for WrestleMania the arcade game or King, or King of the Ring or In Your House or whatever they are. WrestleMania the arcade game is bad. In Your House is worse. WrestleFest is better than both. I think WrestleMania the arcade game is okay, but I I don't know about that, Quinn. We I just really, think it's more accessible. We have a very yeah. differing philosophy I, there. I just it's controversial that one. There's a lot. There's a lot of disagreement on that one. I like WrestleFest. Yeah. WrestleFest is good. It's mainly the graphics, but I'll give it to it. It's got good gameplay. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not great. Pat but... Patterson's the ref in there. Okay. Troll him out of the ring. Do it. All right. So for number three, WrestleFest. All right, Quinn, we got one more. We've talked about No Mercy. We've talked about Saturday Night Slam Masters. For hmm. some godforsaken reason, you're bringing up WrestleMania the arcade game, which is not going to fly, pal. I'm not. If that's not going to that. fly, I mean, honestly, there's nothing I can throw on here that's better than No Mercy. I agree. That is that is if SmackDown two. I know we were like going to be strict about the system or whatever. Yeah, but, but it's our rules, right? Yeah. If SmackDown two was the ultimate in terms of that era of video games on the PlayStation side of things. Mm -hmm. That was their pinnacle. That was their apex. No Mercy was that for the N64 side of things. It was like a final goodbye for that era before they branched into, you know, what became their main thrust was the PS2 and then 3 era. If Revenge is the WCW's pinnacle... No Mercy is definitely the WWF's pinnacle there, and it is a very fondly remembered game. I personally like it very much. We're really video gaming it up right now, so if we're we're alienating any of you normal wrestling fans out there, we apologize, but just wait for the review that we're doing next. That'll that'll get you right back to your comfort zone. Right. But, uh, Quinn, I have to say, if we're really going to go through all these here and really talk the best of the best of anything we've mentioned... It's No Mercy. Yeah. Hands down. It has to be No Mercy. It, it has to I'm be. I'm glad that there was healthy discussion about it, only because I think No Mercy gets like a free pass for no reason. I personally like Revenge better. Yeah, I personally do too. And I like WrestleMania 2000 better, believe it or not. But I know you do. Yeah, but I just I just think it's like, oh, it's the last one. It's like, it's, it's thought of that way, like in retrospect by people who may have not been there to actually experience it at Maybe. Time. I do know people loved it when it came out. Yeah. Too, we remember they that. They loved it. It was very well regarded. But also Smack down came out around the same time too, so it's like it was the hey they they yeah. nailed it on yeah. each side of the the consoles there they, they right. put out great games around the same time so we're gonna go no mercy for number four yep let's do it Alrighty. well that is our mount rushmore of wrestling video games old school wrestling video games uh we were told not to recap for donnie anymore do you remember that so yeah, I'm not we going were, to. somebody told us we listen to our fans here yeah we we always listen well, to what our if fans. donnie retorts like, uh, please recap for me. Yeah, then we have to turn it because we listen to our fans. Exactly. So, Donnie, if you're out there, yeah. you can say it. It's fine. Uh, but, Quinn, you're going to give me one of the worst right now. WWF Attitude. <laughs> that game sucked. Tell, like, me, tell me why, Quinn. Okay, so picture yourself <laughs> in, like, 1999. Probably 1998 because it took so damn long to come out. <laughs> it did. And I remember... I got Warzone, and that blew ass. Warzone did blow ass. What the hell, man? So I'm like, oh, well, they're going to make a better game. And I remember talking to the guy at, like, electronics boutique or whatever and <laughs> like games yeah. yeah and he was like oh yeah yeah they're they're improving it so much it's gonna be so much better right are you serious yeah he, I, and the guy said this yeah he said that <laughs> lying well a lot of people hyping it were talking about the creator wrestler which was very good yeah i'm not gonna it lie it was good it was really good but the f- wrestling was awful it was the same as warzone they didn't help the engine at all yeah the engine was awful so and that was the biggest complain about warzone was the engine yeah so i remember reserving it 
a, almost like a year before it came out. Like, because it was only, it was supposed to be like a quick, like it was supposed to <sighs> quick follow up. And yeah. then it like never came out. And I yeah. remember like going to EB like every month and like, do you have attitude yet? Do you have it? Cause it's before the internet. You know? Right, correct. So, like, slightly before, slightly before everyone yeah. had the internet, it was right. Yeah. So, eventually, it shows up, and I put it in my PlayStation. And I'm like, "What the fuck? It's the same fucking game." It was, except Shane McMahon was now on commentary with King. Oh, that shot was nearly catastrophic. Oh yeah, that's the way. That's the way to do it, Kingfish. That's what it's all about. Oh, there were more wrestlers, yes, but it was mosh. Like, yeah. the, like some of the wrestlers that they added it was like do you give a shit I don't give a shit about adding wrestlers when it sucks to play the game when you have to do like a Hadouken to do a punch <laughs> it's like I'm so, not even kidding it was so bad why did you have to like use like a move lift to do like a chop it was like any like any basic thing required you to be like an astrophysicist yeah. like it was like ridiculous it's very easy to do a body slam you just press up down left right x Yes. Great, <laughs> whatever it was. That's like the height of like people not understanding like yeah. how to do a wrestling game. It's like that's a claim. By they the were way. like sort of there right. with like Raw, but then they like just took this really bizarre like turn yes. <laughs> with like WWF Attitude and Warzone. And I everything. agree, and that's one of the reasons why the THQ stuff was such a refreshing thing. Yeah, and it looked a lot like the Attitude Warzone games, which concerned me when I saw the previews. Yeah. Like, I remember when SmackDown came out, I was genuinely stunned that it was like different and didn't suck balls <laughs> like i'm serious no i know because their reputation had been bad but i would argue quinn that their reputation was bad i'm gonna volley to you all the way back in 1989's original wrestlemania for nes oh god that game that game looks nothing like wrestling first of all like <laughs> they're like midget trolls fighting each other it, and again we know nes limitations but Holy shit, does that look bad. Uh, they even made, like, better ones afterwards. Right. Sort of better. Yeah, no, that really they was were, like, one of the worst. inching their way towards that LJN system. And this is the one where, like, you don't even see, like, the front of the ropes. Like, yeah. it's cut off. Yeah. Chicken wanders by for Andre or something, yeah. and Hogan's crucifix and Honky's guitar. Yeah. And it's got Strike Force's music under it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing with that game that always... It, it holds my heart. Is, okay, is because of that time you made a, a a tape for me and you told me it was a rare Hulk Hogan match or something I and did. you tricked me. Yes, I and did. I, I actually genuinely laughed. Yes, because you even like videotaped yourself and introduced it and yes, stuff. You were like, "This is a rare match. Nobody's ever seen it." Yes, Hogan Andre, right? Yeah. In fact, let's take you to it right now. This is Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant from 1988. I'm not sure of when, but it's from 1988. It wasn't the one that was on the main event or Wrestle uh, WrestleMania. Okay. Here it comes. Hogan and Andre. I was like holding with bated breath. Like, I was like, holy <laughs> shit, where'd he find this? Uh, I, was, I was just being a jokester at age yeah. 17 or whatever I yeah, was there. It, that, that was funny. But that game is ass. Can we put that on as number one before we even bother with Attitude? Oh. Or do you want to put Attitude on first? I'll put I, either. I gotta put Attitude on first. I'll go with Because Attitude you. was like a disappointment. WrestleMania was just like a retroactive, like, what the fuck is this game? Can I just ask you this? What? And by the way, I too had reserved attitude yeah. from the same EB games, and I didn't know you yet. Yeah. I met you like September. Like a year later. Yeah. Not even months oh. later. Okay. Attitude came out in August of 99. I met you September 2nd, 99. Jeez, that game was like the game when we were friends like, yeah. initially. 
but I reserved it. It was supposed to come out in May. Yes, yes. I told this is what I meant. Like yes. about going. Like it was supposed to come out. Like really, and I had to before. go there. Like, what? Where is the game? Yeah. Like, oh, it's not here yet. Yeah, it was like what? Yeah. What do you mean it's not here? Yeah. Anyway, is that what makes it worse than Warzone? Because technically, Warzone's got even less features. Warzone, you didn't know what you were getting into. Okay. Attitude, you thought it was supposed to be better, and it's it, not. It took forever to come out, and it just sucked. It okay. just, it was the worst. I'm fine. You want to yeah. die, die, die it? Yeah, die, die, die. Number one attitude. This is PlayStation. Die, die, die. I guess it was also on 64 and Dreamcast, but who cared? Yeah. I'm fine with putting WrestleMania on there as well. WrestleMania, the, like the, the original one. WrestleMania. I am too, because that game it sucks. Stinky. It's a really bad game. Yeah. However, I think we would be remiss, Quinn, if we did not mention WCW's bastion of shittiness, <laughs> WCW Thunder for PlayStation. Oh, my God. The yeah. infamous yeah. WCW Thunder. Not the show, the video, the video game. game. WCW Thunder, folks, if you've never heard of it, if you've never seen anything of it, it is legendarily bad. It's a pile of ass. It doesn't work right. Yeah. It's the sequel to Nitro, which, which was, I had. And Nitro is not good either. Here's the thing. After I played Nitro, yeah. I was like, I'm never playing a game <laughs> like this. And exactly. as soon as I saw Thunder, I was like, oh, it's like Nitro, then fuck this game. Right. Yeah. So much so that they carried over a lot of the same actual code of the game. They mm-hmm. didn't try. You know what I mean? Like they just right. didn't they overwrote like colors and tried to turn it into a different game. Yeah. It, doesn't play right it glitches it sucks the character select screen is the funniest thing in the entire world and you know we didn't mention that about warzone and attitude by the way yeah the whole the videos of the wrestlers oh like the ahmed johnson the, warzone uh, the video infamous uh, ahmed johnson one you're ready what is stupid who's real to face because it's time to meet the real superstar of the of course. That's the one that like people talk about, but a lot of them are shit. And they're like, all like hung over during them and horribly yeah, acted. It's clearly like either after a show, but after the party after the show. Yeah. Like where they're just like, Can you just say some shit? Like basically like <laughs> yeah. they're awful jokes. They're all awful. They're, they're so bad. Yeah. Okay, you beat me once, but I never lose twice. Yeah, Thunder is really terrible. Thunder is like the height of that shit. When you step into the ring with me. You are going to find out what it's like when I put the apocalypse and drop you. I say for number two, Thunder. I don't think it needs further mm-hmm. debate. Yep. Die, die, die. What about WCW Backstage Assault? You know what? I was actually going to bring that up, but only in the context of I've never played it myself, so I can't say if it was bad or not. I played a bit of it just okay. to see because it was one of those games on the list of shitty games. That's their last game, actually. Yeah, so the problem with it is you never fight in the ring. Like, right. Not That's at all. the one where you, there's no ring. It's Vince like, Russo's wet dream. Yeah, it's like basically <laughs> Vince Russo the game. Like It's unbelievable. Like, I can't believe that somebody made a wrestling game where you never fight in the ring. That's horrible, actually. It's like a street fighter where you don't fight in the street. Yeah, exactly. It's it's amazingly bad, and it's like EA again. It's the shitty, like, system. When EA took over WCW's contract. Yeah. You know what else is really bad, though, Quinn? And, And we were talking about Attitude. Remember when Acclaim got their hands on the ECW? Right. So this goes into the whole attitude shit. Yes. So here's ECW, right? Now, all the all the video games of wrestling, 
like mm-hmm. the companies that had video games. Yep. They had all gotten games first, right? And yes. WWE had since abandoned the shitty Warzone engine yes. that was designed specifically for them. Acclaim, yeah. And guess who gets the sloppy seconds oh. once w- <laughs> like ECW finally gets like a video game <laughs> and they get the shitty Warzone engine. Oh, um, I felt bad. God, hardcore revolution in 2000. Yeah. Player 2 is having a hard time getting up. It was the same game except with Joey Styles doing the commentary right. and the ECW roster. Here's the problem. It wasn't improved upon at all. Yeah. It was the it, same it game. It was so shit. But yeah. do we do, do we allow that or do we have pity on it because it's poor little ECW, See, you know? I feel like we put attitude in and that's enough. It's the same shit just with ECW. Does people. it encompass the whole engine? <laughs> like attitude? I think enough. Okay. Like um Obviously, the ECW games suck, but like it's not their fault. True, like, I it's feel not. like that engine was not like designed for them. That's true. They just got it because it nobody was using it. Basically, they wanted the video game. Yeah. Now we still have WrestleMania Quinn hanging in the balance here for yes. NES. It's a really bad game. I hmm. dare anyone out there to try to play it now and actually enjoy it. I, I, yeah, you it, can't. It sucks. It's it's terrible. And that's not because it's on the NES. Mm-hmm. Some of the best games ever are on the NES. Right. <laughs> it's just some games are not as good. No, and that's one of them. It, NES had so many games that there was a lot of shitty games. More, I'd say, yeah. more than good. It's it's just like um, what is it like? Nintendo DS, like yeah, it, like it's known for having like some of the worst games right. ever, just because there was like thousands of games. Right. Right, exactly. Now, there's also a really bad one, and it's much less well-known, Quinn, on Mm -hmm. Nintendo from 1993 called King of the Ring. Now, this is the (laughs) one where the wrestlers look like they were drawn by me in 1993. (laughs) Yes. They fall on each other, like, slowly. It's one of those wrestling games where it just, they didn't make it Finish look it? good yeah i don't know like i think because it was 93 and it was nes yes. it was like the afterthought game yeah it, it is like, i swear it was probably just a cash grab it's like well we can make a little an extra couple bucks yes. off this and probably they did but literally like, a couple of bucks yeah and i don't know if it paid for even the development of it but, I don't but then again so. it could have because it looks like garbage i swear it's just like scribbles and they it's fall. like the, it's like the developer of like raw and Royal rumble like said like to their kid yes. like to draw the characters because daddy's too busy making the real game and the kid gave it to the dog and the dog drew him it was probably this the father of the the guy who designed Shawn michaels and raw <laughs> what's your problem with Shawn michaels and raw the red pants the red pants and the terrible yellow <laughs> hair. hair yeah, yeah. what is with the <laughs> he looks so much better in royal rumble what did he it does. what happened i like, don't know in in royal rumble he's got the like the actual Shawn michaels tights yeah and like the hair color is right that's one of the weirdest like regressions in a wrestling game I've ever seen. That and the narcissist Lex Luger looks pretty good in Royal Rumble. Yeah. But USA Luger's got like a blonde like curly. At least his tights are good. Tights are good. Yeah. Anyway, Quinn, so I would say King of the Ring is worse than WrestleMania for, for NES. You think? I do. I will stand behind that. Eh, fine. Yeah, I agree. It's really it bad. It is really it's bad. It's one of the worst wrestling but, games I've ever played. Yeah. <laughs> so for number three, King of the Ring. Die, die, die. Got one more, Quinn. Mm. I'm fine with uh, WrestleMania still. We've got Backstage Assault. Yeah, I think Backstage Assault, honestly, just because why the hell is this a game? I've never played it, so yeah. I will. you will vouch for it as being one of the worst? It's shit, Joe. It's like... It's just bad. I do know that it's true that there's no ring. That I know. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's Vince Russo, the game. I don't know. As you like, said. I mean, I don't like the Super Nintendo WCW game very Ooh, much. Ooh, Super Brawl? It's awful. Yeah, that game stinks. The best part of that game, though, Quinn, is the roster on that. Like, yeah, the, it's decent. No, that this is what I mean. The roster's yeah. really good, right? Yeah. Barry Windham. Cool. Yeah. Brian Pillman. Awesome. Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, I'm on. Johnny B. Bad. I'm on board with all this, yeah. <laughs> Rick Flair. Yeah, Johnny B. Bad. Yes. Like, that's crazy. Rick Rude. Awesome. Rick Steiner. Amazing. A lot of Ricks. Ricky Steamboat. What? This is confusing. Ron Simmons, who I think was gone in 94. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Scott Steiner. Yeah. Sting. Yeah. Vader. All, Great th- roster. This is all good. It had a weird character select screen. It did. They like say weird things. Tony Schiavone's like in the corner it's doing like the commentary. the precursor to Nitro's character select screen. Yeah. I'm bad. But the gameplay is so poor. Like you, <laughs> you, you might say lousy. Yeah, pretty lousy. But still, WCW Backstage Assault, how do you forget the ring? Like, <laughs> like again, okay, I, can't, you win, you win. I can't, like, yeah. say it enough. Like, it doesn't matter, even if it was, like, a decent game, yep. it's a wrestling game without a ring. Right. Now, there were some unlicensed games, like, you know, without a major banner. Like, remember Backyard Wrestling and all that stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I feel like eh, the, yeah. this is shit on a higher level. Yeah. This is WCW, you know? Yeah. And even though I've never fully played it, I may have tested. I, I don't remember. I'll vouch. I'll, I'll let you vouch for it, Quinn. Yeah, if you're I, saying it, it's, it's one of the shit. worst, it's shit. There's no ring. There's no ring. That's the best part. Yeah. It, There's a wrestling game with no ring. Yeah. Who goes to a baseball game to sit in a seat? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Who goes to a ballpark to sit in a seat? So it should just just for that. It should be there. Like I don't even need. To, like it could be the best gameplay in the world, but it doesn't have a wrestling ring in a wrestling game. <laughs> How? That that's like a because WCW. Yeah, that's like such a WCW You're thing right. to do. They forgot the ring. Yeah, like just have the option to be in the ring or not. What they the own fuck? the license. They can't like they didn't. Somebody didn't go to the developer, see what they were making, and was like, "Hey, there's no ring." <laughs> like, like anybody, they could have sent Shivani there or something. Like <laughs> anybody, just to like on their behalf to say like, "Hey, you're gonna put a ring in this game." <laughs> Like, yeah, we can't sign off for this yeah. without a ring. Yeah. <laughs> for number four, WCW backstage. <laughs> die, die, die. <laughs> well, that's our Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of wrestling video games. Old school wrestling video games. Yeah. We want to thank Jimmy Borden for the suggestion. And as always, let us know what we forgot. Let us know what you disagree with. Let us know why we were wrong or right. And you can do that on Twitter, via our email, or of course, go to the hijinks and shenanigans at our Facebook group. Quinn, when we come back, it's time to go down south because we are reviewing something. Back after this. It's WCW and WO Revenge only on Nintendo 64. Nintendo Power says WCW and WO action is bigger than ever. Fans will eat this one up. Featuring over 60 of WCW and NWO superstars with custom finishes and trademark moves. Four-player battle royal mode with double teaming and more weapons than ever before. Get addicted. Call 1-800-WCW-8661 to order now. Also available wherever video games are sold. Revenge is just too sweet. Hey, it's Sean Mooney. I may no longer be in the event center, but if I was, I'd be talking about our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. All right, boys, let's get to it. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, episode number 53 here on October 16th, 2017. I guess, Quinn, we should remind everyone real quick before we forget, this is our last episode for the Place to Be Nation. 
Yes, it is. So please make sure if you've only been listening on that feed and you still want to listen to us, head on over to your preferred podcatcher app. Yes. <laughs> and subscribe. Yeah, type our name in. Like our vantage point, Retro Wrestling Podcast, not place to be. Nope. Just get it on there. Regular, just our feed yeah. and we'll be there every week without fail every single Monday. Yep. New episodes in your thing. <laughs> yep. In your thingy majiggy. In your thingy majiggy. Quinn, we are reviewing something. Are we now? Yeah, this came in the mail. This was the Midnight Rider, of course. Another mail selection here. <sighs> he did this on purpose to us. This I know one, this. This one felt intentional. <laughs> it was. It totally was. So, folks, what we are reviewing is WCW Pro Pro. Pro what? No. <laughs> now, this is Pro like, golfing? This is like the alternate version of Prime, I guess. Yeah, I think Prime is more the alternate version of Pro. Well, they're It's both, hard to tell, actually. It is hard to tell. <laughs> Basically, though, what, what WCW Pro was, um, was a show that was originally syndicated, and it grew out of an old JCP show. But after the merger that we talked about yes. um, of Jim Crockett Promotions and GCW and then Ted Turner, it became NWA Pro Wrestling in the mid 80s. Now, was this a. I'm just asking for my own knowledge. Yes, was sir. this a spinoff of main event, NWA main event? It was not. It was a show that grew out of Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling from like the late 50s or something. Okay. The wow. original Jim Crockett. And then we had reviewed, um, they split it up for a while in the early 90s, if you recall, Quinn, the Chicago WGN version. Oh, yes. And the New York version. I remember that. I think we reviewed something. We that. did. We yeah. reviewed the Chicago version. Mm -hmm. By this point, though, in 1995, Pro is now not only a minorly syndicated show, it's also just on TBS. Yeah. But they're like, fuck it. Let's just, no one's syndicating no, this anymore. We have no place to put <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> put it on TBS because Turner obviously owned TBS, like right. we mentioned. This is right before Nitro. This is July 22nd, yeah. 1995. Right before Nitro. So, Quinn, let's get right into it here. We have a, a yucky video game intro, I called it. Which is like every WCW <laughs> thing back then. See, this is why I like certain things in the mid 90s with sure. WCW. Go ahead, because Quinn. I, I always love these little, like, fake video game-ish style intros and songs that WCW has. I always say this, though. Like, it, it feels like everyone that comes out has a video game music intro. You are right about that. There's yeah. something very video gamey about it. And I yeah. guess wrestling and video games go hand in hand, like we talked about for the Rushmore. Yeah. You know? Uh, but anyway, let's get right into the hosts here. We have Chris Cruz. Oh, we do. Dusty Rhodes. McIndry. And unfortunately... New World Odor himself, yeah. Larry Zabisco. He's quite an odor uh, in this broadcast. They're blatantly in front of a green screen. You thought WWF's green screens oh, were blatant. Oh, this is, this is really bad. <laughs> they're not like, even trying. This is like not trying at all. I don't even think there's a seat in the arena as high as they're standing. Thank you. I like, was just going to say, it's like that shot from the crowd for like the Royal Rumble video game for Super Nintendo. From see, the <laughs> this is the problem. When you do a green screen, right? Yes. If you're filming it, put it at some perspective where they where can actually plausible. stand. <laughs> right? Not like, don't take the camera that's on the roof and then put them in front of that. It doesn't make any sense. I know. <laughs> anyway, so before the we saw the announcers, actually, I should mention there was a very small video package in the beginning. <laughs> it's pretty small. Hyping up our main event of Colonel Parker calling the Nasty Boys fat. Yeah, it's a small video package about fat people. <laughs> But, Dick, there's a couple of fat boys running around here using y'all's name, calling themselves the nasty boys. Because apparently they're going to fight Bunkhouse Buck and Dirty Dick in our, in our main event tonight, Feature. Quinn. Excuse Featured me. Featured contest. Feature. And this is actually, I, didn't, I shouldn't have said tonight. This is the morning. 
Yeah, and they sorry. specifically say "Good morning, everybody." You know, which plays into something later on, which is really funny, which is awesome. Yeah, so they talk about uh, Baywatch at the beach. Yeah, remember we reviewed that. Yep. So we're we're experts on this. The Baywatch bash at the beach debacle. Yeah. There, Larry, of course, sucks as always yep. when he says that <sighs> he's chomping on the bit. It's champing at the bit. We got a couple of irate, nasty boys in the back chomping on the bit waiting to get out here why does nobody understand this <laughs> champing at the bit look it up it's real it is there is no chomping on the bit no. that is not a thing you don't chomp on the bit you say you champ at it everyone's been saying it wrong for eons now yeah that's a long time yeah e- well larry zabisco's existed for <laughs> eons so you know how i know he wandered into bruno's yard yeah eons ago <laughs> you said he's supposed to be so smart but he's just awful yeah <laughs> that's that's the thing about this that kills me the most yes. is that Larry like always has this air of like I'm smarter than you like blah 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 new world odor and like instead he just immediately makes himself look stupid with he the does. chomping at the bit or yeah. on the bit or however the hell he said it and he doesn't get any better throughout the show let's just put it that way so then we get highlights of Bash of the Beach 95 they claim Quinn that 100,000 people were there highly doubtful <laughs> From the, even that crowd shot, there might be like 15 at the maybe. most. Maybe. That's generous, yeah. too. And of course there were. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> and it's on a beach in the summer. Now, did you notice a way they made it look like there was more people? Is they put a camera, but like in the middle of the crowd yeah. where it looks like there's people as far as like the eye can see. a sea of people. Right, but if you were standing in the middle of like 10,000 people, it would seem like there's 100,000 people. <laughs> it would seem like there's a billion people. Right. Like, duh. Well said, Michael. Yeah. So then we get a clip of from Bash to the Beach pre-show or something of the giant wandering out in what we were thinking was a puffy shirt. But no, it's not any puffy shirt, Quinn. What shirt was it? It's his father Andre's Princess Bride shirt. I'm not making it's this real. up. His dad. Anybody want to feel it? I've said it all along. Everyone forgets, but it's true. He used to say Andre was his dad. I, I don't get why he just dropped that for some reason. I think people got a little upset at them for why? saying that. Because it's not true. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's not why wouldn't his son also be a giant? How, do we really know? He should be on that new show where they check the DNA. Sting beat Meng, by the way, at Bash to the Beach. Yeah, that's not hard to say. But yeah, Sting beat Meng. Hawk helped him out. That helped. That you love that. Okay, is this just a reprisal of the time yep. that Legion of Doom looked yep. at Demolition and I like so. f them over? Is yes. this like the mo of yes. anybody in the Legion of Doom? Is they just look at people and they fuck them over? Mm-hmm. That's what they do. I hate the Legion of Doom. I do too. The uh, Renegade Quinn defeated Paul Baby Arm Orndorff. Yeah. And of course, Vader was booked to look like a big puss against Hogan. Yeah, of course. But that's not how this came out in the Bash at the Beach or the Baywatch at the thing. Beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the Baywatch thing, obviously, it was about real estate. Yeah. So Flair and Arn then attacked Vader. And you said to me, at least that recap was quick. There is one thing we can now confirm, though. What's that? Um, what we saw in this recap was that Dennis Rodman was that guy that was yes. there. Remember in the Baywatch? At the yes, beach, we they were, were like, trying was to that hide Mr. It. T or they something? They were trying to hide whoever yeah. it was yeah. in Baywatch. Confirm, but you, Dennis Rodman. It was Rodman. So let's get to our first match here. We have, believe it or not, the Macho Man. Good morning, wow. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? This is, I always say this, but when's the Macho Man? And he's right at the beginning. And, I, and this makes me happy. Yeah. 
Because no, it's true. There's no way this can be bad because Macho Man doesn't have a shirt on. True. Like, he doesn't look junky. No. Nope. It's just like a typical Macho Man on Superstars match. Exactly. It's You're good. absolutely right here. And he's fighting a guy named Dino Casanova who has a gangster hat. He's supposed to be Italian. Yeah, not to be mistaken with Dino Bravo. Trust, there's no Dino Bravo in this. No, 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 yeah. no. He was long since not um, here anymore. Well, two years since. Yeah, not exactly. Not here anymore. Quinny said to me, the crowd here is way too big for WCW Pro. Yeah, there's something going on here. <laughs> like, what was this filmed at? Because it's, I don't know. it's way too large. It is. Like, it's actually a very large crowd. Like, did they pre-tape Clash of the Champions? I know that was live Some, this time. Sometimes did they? I think they sometimes did, but I think it was live this year because they're hyping that Yeah, later. whenever this was taped, it was at something else because they would not be here for Pro. No. And especially since they're talking about Saturday night tonight, like, okay, they booked the arena for the morning, and then they're, like, going to go, <laughs> you know. Uh, David Penzer, a member of our Facebook group. So is Chris Cruz, actually. Yeah. But, uh, David Penzer's the ring announcer. Nick Patrick is the ref. He's puffy hair, no mustache, just yeah. in case you're keeping track. We'll have to get Nick Patrick on the board soon. I would love to, to actually. this sentence of people. <laughs> um, and you said to me, Quinn, as always, you appreciate that macho yes. man with no shirt. He lo- he's classic macho. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the long pants, but that was like the macho king. He looks like the macho king. Here. Yeah, like the 1990 macho man, basically. Yeah, yeah he looks awesome. He does. I have no I problem with him here. Now, Dino has really stupid tights, but yeah. he is still overall better than Dino Bravo. I would say so. He's a jobber that um, kind of is trying to do something, yes. like somewhat of a gimmick. <laughs> He's got horrible tights, but his coming to the ring attire was actually pretty good with, with the, the hat, hat yeah. and the jacket and all that. It was nice. So Savage does like, you know, squash match things, gets the elbow for the win. Quinn, you said it was fine. Yeah, this is fine. <laughs> There's the, no the, problem the, with I it. I have no issue with this match. It, it, it is what it is. It was. It was a squash yeah. that was like literally like 80 seconds. I don't know. That's it was how you really do a squash. Short. Yeah. That's how you're yeah. supposed to. By the way, the commentary team here, like, we don't need three men for this show. Well, this is under the Bischoff arm. <sighs> like, And who do you think the odd man out should be here? It ain't Chris Cruz. Larry. Yes. Yeah, get get him out Why of here. Why is he here? <laughs> Dino Hanna, shut up. You know, what a tangled web we weave. Was he hired because his... He girlfriend sucks. or whatever was friends with probably. somebody. Probably. Yeah, like. He probably wandered into her yard. <sighs> probably wandered into Bischoff's yard. Yeah, yeah. He stinks. Why would you have them as a... That's what I hear. So then we cut to Chris Cruz interviewing Savage in the actual arena, not a yes, green screen. this is interesting. Christopher Botak Cruz taking away and talking to the macho man on the pro show. This looks a lot like something on, like, 1991 WWF. Like, all of it, doesn't it? 91 Superstars, yeah, almost. Like, it really yeah. does. The way it's shot. Yeah, everything. So Savage, in a very long and weird interview, <laughs> talks about the upcoming Clash of the Champions and how Vader is fighting Flair and Arn. Why do we care what Savage thinks of that? What I want to know is, is he at this thing? I don't know. Like, they didn't he, say he was. He didn't talk about any ma- existing match he was in at all. No. And I, don't, I still don't know. At the end, I'm just like... I. He doesn't like Flair, I guess. But he's like, yeah, but Vader has 18 people yeah, inside he, of him. He, he really likes Vader all of a sudden. You got double trouble, brother. You're not two against one. Vader's got about 18 people inside of him. Didn't Flair beat Vader already like a one long on time ago? Yeah, it's Starcade 93. Why is all of a sudden he's like 17 <laughs> men inside one man and no one can beat him and that two on one, they're they're going to lose. Like, And I'm pretty sure Vader won, if I'm not mistaken. What is this? And then he left like right after this. Good remember? for him. This place sucks. <laughs> 
Not that he got a better no, situation in WWF, but this place sucks. This was bad at yeah. this point. So that was a pointless interview. It was very, very strange. But anyway, hey, you want to win a Hulk Hogan Harley or some shit? Well, you have to watch <laughs> The Clash for details. You want to win this really cool Harley? How about new? So we get that Romeo and Juliet Slim Jim commercial. Remember that one? Now, this is funny because I say to you right after Randy Savage, like, did yeah. his interview or whatever, <laughs> yes. I said, I guarantee you in the next commercial break, there will be a Slim Jim ad. And, and without fail. Yep. And you also said to me, what kind of school is this where Randy Savage is just waiting backstage during your play? Yeah, what kind of school is this where, like, shit explodes on the stage? Are you bored? Yeah. Step into a Slim Jim. What is, how is it exploding? Like, was there explosives? <laughs> what school is this? I don't know, actually. But then we get a trailer for a movie that I forgot about, which is good. It's uh, starring Denzel Washington Quinn, and it's called Virtuosity, and apparently there's, like, a guy that is a robot criminal. So it says that over, like, 10,000 serial murderers were, like, downloaded into his head, and <laughs> now he's, like, the this? ultimate killer or something, that Denzel Washington's going to fight him. <sighs> Speaking of things I forgot about, it's George Kennedy for Breath Ashore. Remember Breath Ashore? <laughs> it was, like, the Tic Tac that you took in pill form. Yeah. Remember those weird-ass things? Kind. I remember the ad with George Kennedy. Yes. And but you, by, by the way, if you want to get yes. your Breath Ashore, call 1-800-257-1234. Other CODs? Just no fucking CODs, Joe. Never. <laughs> so we go to our Clash of the Champions report with Mean Gene. You had a very fair question. How did they just carbon copy everything that this WWF is like was doing? Literally a copy of Update. It is. And even how the updates were when Gene was leaving. Like, remember how he wasn't in front of the control center <laughs> yes. anymore? He was in front of like a green screen, a green of, screen. like with video scope in the back yeah, or like, something. Here's your King of the Ring report or like, whatever. It's like, Gene was like, I got an idea, Ted Turner. Let's just do this that I did over there. And like, here, I'll let you borrow the graphics while you're at it. Fuck it. So as we were talking about here, there's a lot of Clash hype. It's live August 6th from Daytona Beach, Florida. We have Flair and Arn versus Vader. What do you think of that, Quinn, as a match on paper? Who cares? Okay, fair o enough. Other than the fact that I believe this is what leads to Flair and Arn like, splitting up and having that really weird feud for like five minutes before yes. they reform the Horsemen again. In fact, didn't we, didn't we? wasn't that covered on one of the Nitros we reviewed recently? Maybe, yeah. Flair and Arn, right? In a yeah, cage. Yeah, in a cage on Nitro in the main event. In that weird-ass match, yeah. But Quinn, we also have the big rematch from Bash at the Beach. We have Baby Arm Orndorff versus the <laughs> Renegade for the TV title. I hope Baby Arm wins. I think he does no he doesn't right no mr wonderful tv champion like this late in 95 no. no arn wins it back from renegade right maybe but here's another thing that you need to know about folks the collision in korea pay-per-view oh shit august 4th now mind you north korea <laughs> You have to be there, like yeah. literally. Like you have, like you have to be there. Like I'm They'll pretty sure, you. like people had AK 47s <laughs> yes. to their back, and they're like, "You better watch this damn wrestling." They hype up Flair versus Antonio Inoki, and <laughs> they hype up that it's 140 thousand people. You have to not fall asleep for your life. Basically, <laughs> you better be cheering for this shit. Yeah. What happens if you like cheer the heel and boo the face? Like, do they get mad? Do you think cheering the heel and booing the face? That's called WWE. 2017. But I'm saying there's cops there to enforce it now. That's what they should do in the WWE this yeah. time. You better fucking cheer, Roman. This just takes every event yeah. to North Korea. Like, Roman will be the most overface yeah. you've ever seen. Yeah, exactly. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Quinn, a Judge Dredd promo for the game. Yeah, that game sucked. <laughs> How about Big A Auto Parts? Get a car battery, you dickhead. Just a reminder, when you need them, we got them. 
What was with this? Is another weird craze in the nineties, by the way. You know, we talked about the sunscreen, yeah, the before. acne craze, of yeah, course, the yeah. acne craze. But the like, you better have a fucking car battery, yes, and you better have your motor oil taken care of, yeah, or like, else you're an asshole. Like it was a big thing, Castrol GTX, yeah. like all that, and shit. only Castrol. You better pick Castrol <laughs> because they use it in race cars and shit. <sighs> Time for our next match, Frank Anderson, who. Ooh. He's like a dumpy, like Ludwig Borga glacier, glacier, like vaguely European. He's Swedish, right? Yes. Yeah. And he's fighting Chris Sawyer, who is, I guess, another uh, today's Tom Sawyer (laughs) or today's Chris (laughs) Sawyer. Exit the warrior. Today's Tom Sawyer. What the fuck is this? Who are these people? So this is the typical, like, here's this guy that sort of looks okay. He looks like Jean-Claude Van Damme or something. He's like suave, debonair. He's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He is. Versus ugly-ass today's Tom Sawyer. He looks like Gallagher, the comedian. (laughs) He looks so bad. And you know what? I I have to say, this is kind of fucked up in, like, today's perspective because it's just saying, like, oh, look at this fat loser. Like, this is what happens to you if you look like that. Like, that's basically what they're saying. Leg sweeps abound. Seriously, though, who is this guy? Yeah, I've never heard of him. And I bet you this Anderson fella... I bet you they asked him to lose, like, one match, and he's like, fuck no, I just did this to make a quick buck. I ain't messing up my reputation. You honestly And that's why we never heard from him again. (laughs) So a side headlock by Sawyer. Oh, who the hell cares? The announcer talking about the Renegade or something. Yeah. Paul Orndorff deserves another shot at the Renegade. This time, I don't think the Renegade's going to be so lucky. Sawyer, by the way, has Earthquake's hairstyle. (laughs) The John Tenta. (laughs) That's how sloppy this guy looks. Both these guys have really bad names. Like, they sound like just people like not wrestlers yeah like it just sounds like you or me anderson and sawyer llc yeah frank anderson tom sawyer (laughs) (laughs) fireman's carry sue play by anderson this is way too long by the way it is they're giving a lot of time to frankie over here and i'd also like to point out in the spirit of them copying early 90s wwf Mm -hmm. there is this dubbed in crowd cheering oh like constant like like, (sighs) yeah (laughs) like you can see the crowd crowd cheering behind us during the entire review of this like match that's how it would be like understand what we're talking right. about, right? And you could you could see the crowd with your eyes on. And the they screen. don't give a shit. They're sitting there, like bored. Yeah, they're not even moving. They look like they're watching a very sad play. Look like they're watching like TV. They're like watching this show on TV <laughs> in their living room, <laughs> like, except they're there. <laughs> Dusty, in the midst of all this, calls someone a milk drinker. It's like yeah. he's a milk drinker. This and whole rant, meatball. This is Dusty rant number one. That's like insane. Something about Swedish meatballs. He doesn't care at all. Like, you're probably going to have to drop this one in here. I will. Don't yeah. worry. He's a, he's a milk drinker. He goes out there. And I went over to his training camp. And I, was, I thought I'd go over there at lunchtime. And I'd get some Swedish meatballs. And they'd be drinking oh, eggs and stuff. Oh, they'd be drinking eggs and stuff. All put in a blender and everything. So then Frank Anderson here with the worst kick <laughs> oh, I've man. ever seen. Yeah, bad. Bad. And, and then a really bad belly-to-belly soup play for the win. And I say to you, he's shitty Alex Wright, basically. Yeah, he's Alex Wrong. They got Alex Alex Wright, like, shortly after this, and they're like, oh, he's better as our vague European person. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. The the German guy better than the Swedish guy in this case. Yeah. Germany won. Yep. That's all there is to it. Commercials, Quinn, five-star school supplies. Remember yep. those shits? Yeah, they weren't five-star matches today, but Match. five-star school supplies. Well, definitely. if we were in Japan, they might have been. Yeah. Uh, with 20-somethings. Yeah, uh, I way never too understand old. this. The girl and the guy both look like they really don't belong in high school. Like, maybe in college, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but not in high school. Not in high school. Then we get a Twix commercial with Flannel McGee and two old ladies. I don't yeah. know what it's all about there. Uh, 
this is the this starts the constant thing with Twix where there's like three different commercials, yes. but it's always some kid like escapes to some corner of the house or like I believe this is the one with the coat room. I think this is the one with the coat room. Like he's at his old aunt's house or they're something. Like, they're like pinching his cheeks or something. So he's like, oh man, I gotta go have a Twix. Yeah, and it's like, what? oh, thank God. Like, what is he? It's like he's like a bad smoker and he's like, yeah. I really gotta get my fix. I need my like, freaking Twix fix. Yeah. How come they never use that? catchphrase Twix fix that's a good one well maybe they didn't want to promote addiction to anything especially chocolate that will rot your teeth <laughs> Batman and Robin video game promo and then a really weird coke commercial where like the sun was yeah, drinking coke yeah even the coke. sun drinks the coke it doesn't drink pepsi <laughs> the official drink of the sun how do you beat that Clueless trailer, and then the Padres Quinn are playing the Braves tonight. Yes, in a commercial that like dates this. It's basically like a game for this day. Yeah, it's, it's like so completely old. like irrelevant. Yeah, absolutely. And who ca- you could probably look that up on like Baseball Reference who won it, but who gives a shit? I really don't. It's yeah. the Padres and Braves. But Quinn, let's go into the Dungeon of Doom, shall into we? Into the actual dungeon this time. We have the master himself there, Curtis Ikea. Yeah. We have the task master, Kevin Sullivan. Mm-hmm. And I guess they're trying to find who their best Hogan opponent is going to be. Yeah. First candidate here, Kamala. Why would you ever pick Kamala to help you? <laughs> He's an idiot. He's a loser. Kamala here yeah. is worse somehow than when he was with the Reverend Slick and he went bowling with him and all this nonsense. You know what? I have to agree. It's somehow worse. This is actually worse. And that's really bad. Really bad, Like, I'm not saying that is good. But this is worse. This is worse. And Kevin Sullivan's like, nah. So then the Zodiac wanders out. And do you notice when the Zodiac comes out, first Uh of all, he's one of the worst things ever. (laughs) Second of all. Yes, he is. What's his name? The Master, Curtis Ikea? Yes. He's like, he's too valuable to me. What? The Zodiac's too valuable? Yes, he says he's too valuable to waste against Hogan. For the record, folks, the Zodiac is Ed Leslie with, like, black and white face paint and tights. Yeah. yeah. And all he does is say yes and no. Yeah. In what universe <laughs> is Brutus the Barber Beefcake valuable to a faction? He did just headline Starcade 94 against Hogan. Not as Zodiac. We're not supposed to know that. Right, he was Butcher. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> and now, our third candidate, Quinn, the Shark. Now... First of all, the shark is poor John Tenta, the nicest man ever. And this is the Earthquake. gimmick where he had to fix his tiger tattoo to yeah, make his it into LSU a tattoo. Horrible. Into a shark. I hate that this happened to him. And by the way, yeah. why do they even hate Hogan again? Like, seriously, like, what did he do to them? I don't. You know what? Like, did he ever do anything to these people? No, I think this is a case where as much as I don't like 95 Hogan, I have to side with Hogan. Yeah, they just started bothering him one day. (laughs) Like, It's like, what did he ever do to them? He was in the middle of a feud with Vader. Like, yeah. minding his own business Probably in that Probably with Ric Flair, too. Yeah, you know, Flair like, was, woo, 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 I'm a woman. Right. And for no reason, Kevin Sullivan's like, I don't like Hulk Hogan. Kevin Sullivan never had any previous association with Hulk Hogan that no. I know of. Hulk Hogan never screwed him over or anything. He was too busy being the mystic in, like, yeah. Southeast Championship Wrestling or something. And feuding with his brother Dave, you know, yeah, Evad. <laughs> anyway, they say the shark is on a tidal wave. Uh, Hogan's always having to deal with the ocean, man. <laughs> Every step, the, the, like the time he had to save Donald Trump in the ocean. That's right. And then the like time last he, week, with, yeah. where him and Tugboat were going to go in the ocean and under it or something. Yeah, and I believe he's broken the fault line with Andre somehow. Did, like yeah. It's always like geological in some way. Now, the one thing here, Quinn, that we really need to address is that the master may have just said, eat shit, my son. <laughs> yeah. We're not sure. Yeah, it was very like, I don't know if like the tape quality or 
or something. It was fucked up. We'll leave it to you folks to uh, to decide. Hey, shit, my son. But let's go to the ring. We have Shark and Kamala with Kevin Sullivan versus Tom Torres and Terry Morgan. A match I never wanted to see. Obviously not. Shark and Kamala, that's like the worst team. That's one of the worst teams. You and thought I, the natural disasters were bad. Again, in a match where like it's it's basically like a Coliseum fan written in match, like <laughs> you know, some yes. shit they filmed. <laughs> exactly. Basically. One of these jobbers doesn't have knee pads, by the way. So the fat team fats around while referee <laughs> Nick Patrick wishes that he was anywhere else. I wish that for him. And you said to me, Kamala's doing nothing because he's an idiot is yeah. he still mad that he lost to Hogan in like 87 that's the only thing I can think of that's literally the only kayfabe reason he would be mad and by the way how did he even get here does, like <laughs> like, do, what doesn't safari hat have to lead him places I yeah that's right there's no safari hat yeah but I, I would like to make a declaration now whenever anyone says how bad the WWF was in 1995 Show them this match. Thank you. I'll address something here with that, though. Go ahead. As bad as this is, the WWF is Don't ex- just d- as bad. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I will. It's just as bad. I'll give you the, here. And and I will say this also. <laughs> there you go. That. The power voice, Quinn. Yeah, the power <laughs> voice. I will say this. WCW did a lot of bad things, but I have a, I feel like they did like one or two more good things than WWF did that year. Okay, now is that back, fair enough? Back to our regular voices, yeah. yeah. I would say that WCW is marginally better. Yes, because they launched Nitro. Right, that's a big thing, and Nitro was good. Yeah, that's the only thing. If they didn't come up with Nitro, if it wasn't Lex Luger uh-huh. in the puffy shirt in Mall of America, they might have been worse. You know what's sad? Now that I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. Do you realize that there's like now two instances in 1995 of a puffy shirt on a wrestler with now with the giant and, and Lex Luger? And Lex Luger. Isn't that weird? There's probably more. Yeah. Triple H. But 1995 Hunter Hearst Helmsley had the white puffy shirt. Wow. Everyone was wearing the. Was the Seinfeld puffy shirt episode in 95? I think it was more like 93 or 4. Oh, wow. But I don't want to be a pirate. So they got the message two years late, but that's wrestling for that's you. That's wrestling for you. So anyway, here. Both jobbers don't have knee pads, I notice. Yeah. Why is this taking so long? Why is Larry Zabisco not helping? Ah, shark! Blah, 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 yeah, Larry Zabisco completely <sighs> useless. Maybe that's just the parting of the wave so the shark can emerge from the deep. Good. Awful splash by Kamala. Then he tags in a shark who wins with some weird, like, clothesline? Yeah, I, I want to say they tried to give that a name. The shark sandwich, maybe? Yeah, they said something when he did it, and I was like, huh? Well, I got two words. Shit sandwich. The review you had on shark sandwich, which was merely a two-word review, just said, shit sandwich. The giant is a ringside with a big leather coat now, by the way. Yeah, now he, he's abandoned the puffy shirt. He's in a big leather trench coat. He looks cool, actually. He does, but Kamala gets all scared at him. Yeah, what a big pussy. <laughs> he is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Chris Cruz is in the locker room, quote unquote, with Vader. Vader. Shirtless. <laughs> Vader says it's Vader time, by the way. Yeah. And then he's like, let me throw a question mark in your head. Like, who is he? Was it Sid? <laughs> I'm, I'm like more envisioning, like, you remember in Superman 2 when he throws a cellophane S? Yes. Like, it's like, it's it's him throwing a cellophane <laughs> question mark into our heads. 
He's the man, of course. It's Vader time. Blah blah blah. Watch Clash, okay? Just watch yeah, that you show. Better fucking watch it. <laughs> it's Vader time, damn it. Hey, do you want to win a bunch of root beer and a car? I'm not sure how, but you can. Yeah, they didn't tell us it's how. Possible. <laughs> what was that about? I don't know. Yeah. Also, do you want Arizona jeans? Well, I don't either. So that was a <laughs> shitty Penny's brand, right? Yes, it yeah. was. And um, we get a pretty funny, actually, Subway commercial with old men because it was like during this era, Quinn, where you said they're trying to make it more like a New York sandwich shop. Yeah, like style. Subway, we live around here, right? In New York area, yes. Subway is like the shittiest like subs you can get. Right. Wawa has better subs. They do, and like, quick check. somehow. Yeah. That's how shitty Subway, Subway is. So they aren't even close to like New no. York style or that's, anything. That's what they were trying to shoot yeah. for in this, right? Yeah. And then we get a trailer for a movie called Species. Yeah, I remember that movie. It's basically shitty alien. Okay, fair enough. Yep. Then we get a clip of Kurosawa, who I initially thought was Kaz Hayashi or one me of them. Me too. I actually did. It's Kurosawa. I had the Midnight Rider confirm that for okay. me. Bottom line is he's training. He's coming. He'll be in the stud stable. Wonderful. It didn't last long. Yeah. You want to see Renegade versus Robbie Star? Because that's now. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to think the Renegade was cool, but wow. He, he looks so bad, Joe. He really, like, he, I can't believe that my kid brain didn't like notice this i didn't I'll, I'll be honest folks when the renegade debuted in the spring of 95 i think yeah. it was i thought it was awesome i think it what it was was like the promise of like the ultimate warrior essentially right. you were like oh it's gonna be like the ultimate just warrior like the it. ultimate warrior was so cool yeah exactly except he's just literally like it's like they found him on the side of the road and he had like long hair and they said, you kind of look like the ultimate warrior. And he's like, ah, and just ran down the ring. And that was it. Yeah. And then he was there. Maybe the warrior turned them down in 1995. I think he actually did. Right. So Hogan says, let's get the next best thing and we'll build up this renegade guy so I can beat him. This is the next best thing. Yeah. But the end of the happened know. and that screwed up his whole plan to get his <laughs> win back until later. That's true. Yeah. Crappy splash gets the win for the renegade. Then we get two very 90s people talking about deodorant. I expect her to sweat if she's running a marathon. Take some Alka-Seltzer if you're at a diner. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I called this before yes, because did. I was like, it's either Tums or Alka-Seltzer because it was always like in a diner, you're eating food and you got to take a dump <laughs> or something or your stomach hurts. Because and there's the diner always, food is shitty. And then there's always like a hun. Like she's yeah. like, hey, here, I have the Tums, hun. You know, like one of those, <laughs> one of those waitresses. Yeah, they're always ragging on diners. What yeah. the hell, man? Yeah. It, I don't like their disrespect, but. No, I've never gotten Ajita from a diner. Yeah. And then Twix for when you're at your sister's shitty play. <laughs> right. It's the same thing. He's at his sister's shitty play. He's like, I got to get away from this, man. And then he, he eats the Twix. It's like fantastic. Now the play's good. You know, yeah. everything's yeah. fixed. And then Mystic Wine Coors. Remember those? Yeah. <laughs> like, and they ask you, they, they do the worst thing you could do to a child and parent relationship what's that ask the child to put his hands on the tv that's right really like if i'm a parent i do not want my kids like greasy hands and fingerprints now on the tv i gotta go get the windex and yeah. like clean it off because it's a crt anyway hot pockets yeah they're around and you know what try lean pockets too have you ever they're not good no but they're not good i never took their advice it's <laughs> like i was always like i just want the pizza hot pockets so that's it D don't offer me anything else they weren't good okay so it's time for that feature contest we hyped up it's bunkhouse buck and dirty dick slater versus the nasty boys and i hope buck and slater win so do i actually i think they are a very underrated tag team they really are i'm not gonna lie they're yeah. actually very underrated now here's a problem though we go to commercial again before oh this. Join the army. Yep. Are you buying clothes? We'll eat a Twix when it gets boring. Yeah, again, same thing. Destinex is really good for athletes' foot. 
Yes, it is. Talking ice cubes really like to be in Coca-Cola. They're fans of it. Some jerk is in a boat and it's the worst commercial ever. Like the boat is just spinning around in circles. Terrible. Also, <laughs> call Mean Gene because someone is leaving some company at some point. <laughs> this was always the the vague threat. They probably sold so much hotline oh, like right? things because of the fact that people were just jumping from company to company and it was just normal day to day business. But since there's no internet, everyone's like, I gotta know. Adam Bomb left right around this time. Did he show up? When did he show up? He never showed up, but he left at this time. Like WWF. Rosie or something like that. And he had another year or so. Oh, okay. Anyway, back to the match. You said, Quinn, the world has been waiting for this contest. They do act like that. They I act know. like this is it. This is the moment they've been waiting for this morning Ugh. on Pro. Dusty's already teasing this Parker and Sherry thing, by the way. I'm very impressed with the long build to this whole thing because they didn't get married till like the February yeah. clash or whatever. Yep. I love it, actually. I'm a really big fan of this. Very good build. Yeah. And, uh, Buck and Sack start the Nasty's double team, blah, blah, blah. Buck and Dick are walking around on the outside. Knobs keeps threatening with the armpit thing. The pity city. And you don't like the Nasty Boys in general or their logo? Yeah, so there's a thing with the Nasty Boys that I don't like. Let's take the public enemy as like like a counter example. Sure. The Nasty Boys claim they're like from the streets and all this shit, right? Yeah. The public enemy claim the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. But they literally have vignettes where they're like hobos. Like they, there's like there's cans on fire, and that's like where they live under bridges and shit. They're and they, stealing stuff. They're stealing stuff, and they don't have like name. They have like name brand stuff that's clearly stolen, but it's not like their own stuff. Okay, so what about the nasty? The nasty boys, on the other hand, have their logo on their shirts their whole career. You don't just get like a logo of your tag team. That's like a team has to design that. Maybe they used to make it themselves is the implication. Oh, you're telling me one of these two doofuses is an artist? Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Well, their armpits stink and so does this match. No yep. no offense at all from the heels yet. Larry and Dusty are busy talking about triangles. Great. We get more what na- is this, math? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we need a Twix. Then we get more <laughs> Nasty Boys offense. Buck has his fingerless gloves, though. Yeah. Which we liked. And he finally throws knobs to the outside. Yay. Thank God. They start to get offense. Finally. Then he's choking knobs with a rope for fun outside. Yeah, good, which is good great. for him. I know. Yeah, good for him. I always like Bunkhouse Buck. I'm not going to lie. I like this team, actually. I like this team very much. They were just fun, dirty dick, underrated. Like very that underrated. Guy, Where did that guy come from? He was awesome. Yeah, he, he was, was great. So Parker gets in on the fun here. And he, <laughs> yeah, this is good. You want to explain it? Like he's grappling with knobs. He like wrestles knobs like one on one. Outside. And he throws him down. He wins. He wins the encounter. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Parker being a big badass. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> right there, Colonel Parker. Knobs is using his weight to fight off Parker. Carl Parker's good. As we know, yeah, he's good. good. That guy's awesome. Yeah. Swinging neck breaker back in the ring by Slater. And now we're just openly rooting for Buck and Slater. Oh, they're we're so like, we're I'm so like, come like, on. Yeah. So then we get a boot to Buck's face, but Knobs cannot make the tag. Big back suplex by Slater for two. A double punch by the heels here. Yeah. But Knobs clunks and chunks his way back, but he cannot make the tag. This match, folks, has become good. Unbelievable. I really I didn't, this was I, suck I didn't big think one. this was going to turn. This took a weird turn, didn't it? I thought this was really going to buck a dick if you yeah. get my, <laughs> my drift there. But it became exciting. Yeah. Knobs finally makes the tag, and Sags does his like slightly better offense. Yeah. He's like, Sags is the slightly I, better nasty boy. I have boy. to say this at this point. I do think Dirty Dick and Bunkhouse Buck are carrying the match. They are. They're the focal point. It's like they're not supposed to win. Yeah. And they're kind of looking like they're going to win. They're looking awesome, yeah. actually. 
actually. So we get clotheslines by Sags, etc. But the heels fight back a little bit, but Sags clotheslines them both and makes another tag out to Nobs. Buck has his boot off on the outside. Quinn, watch out for that. Yeah, because that is a that is like a trademark of this team. That's right. Boot. So we get Sags' shitty uh, top rope elbow. He is not Randy Savage. Yeah. <laughs> but Nick Patrick is distracted. Could this be it? Oh, shit. <gasps> Parker hops in and he nails Sags with a boot, but Nick Patrick sees it. Ah, and the nasties win They were by so DQ. close. Damn it. If they didn't see Parker. They just didn't see Parker. Oh, man. That was surprisingly fine. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> now, here's the best part of this whole thing, a little epilogue here. The yeah. announcers talk about Saturday night, which is tonight, right? Right. Tonight. Tonight. The night of this show. Buck and Slater are challenging Harlem Heat for the tag titles. Now, Quinn, they actually won them. Did they really? This is where they want him. Yes. Oh. But here's the best part about this. The Nasty Boys won them on May 21st, 1995. Okay, so that's plus one reign. Right. Okay. From Harlem Heat. But Harlem Heat won them back on May 3rd, 1995. Yes, they won them in the past. Huh? Because it aired aired on June 24th. What? So that's where Harlem Heat on TV is the champions, June 24th, 1995, yes. even though they had really won them when they didn't have them. Uh? Slater and Buck won them <laughs> before Harlem Heat actually won them. What the fuck? Wait, so did Harlem Heat come to the ring with the belts? I don't know. This is so All confusing. I know is Slater and Buck won the titles and then finally lose them to Harlem Heat in September. Right. For real, and that cleans up the lineage. So and I think that's when I stopped, I, or I started watching WCW, because I remember Bunkhouse Buck and Dirty Dick Slater were the tag champs at the time. Uh, yeah, that was very confusing. It was confusing, but an awesome match, and awesome that they actually kept the continuity that they're going to have that match, and they yep. actually won the belts after they lost by DQ earlier in the morning. It's amazing. Yeah. As always, Larry Zabisco sucks, and the announcers say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so that was... Not a good episode, but the match was good. The that main was event a fun was match. good. Yeah, it was good feature contest. Nothing else was really good, but that that negative title range shit is just so fucking like because WCW, right? So overall, yeah, but it's a glimpse into the dying days of WCW before Nitro became their focus. Yeah, the Let me dying, put it that way. The dying, the dying days, days of the of, old way. Yes, that's of what WCW, I meant. Yeah, not like WCW was dying, but the last days before Nitro became the focus. Right before they really did pick up steam. Because let's be honest, mm-hmm. January to September '95 WCW is really not that much better. No, if, if at all. It's okay. Then WWF from that time period. It just seems more like things are happening because Nitro was more... Like, the way they frame Nitro... The way they frame it, yeah. It seemed more exciting. But that's only the last three months of the year. Yeah. It's mainly Hogan and Vader and Hogan being a horrible asshole. It's the Dungeon of Doom and it's a bunch of crap that no one cares about. Right. At least in WWF, you had Shawn Michaels. You had Bret Hart. You had some decent stuff. They weren't really doing anything, but... That's the problem. 1995, <laughs> they really weren't doing anything. Yeah. But folks, we appreciate that we get to do stuff for you, our retro wrestling podcast. And yes. we thank you for always being with us every single episode. So thank you for joining us again. We will see you in a week for episode number 54. Remember, we are no longer on the Place to Be Nation starting next week. Yes. So if you want to listen, subscribe directly to our feed on iTunes. Don't forget to leave a review. Google Play Music or anywhere else where you like to get your podcast. Reach us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us at OVP Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, Quinn, they can go to the Facebook group. Yep, go to the Facebook group and also uh, check out the Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash OVP Podcast. If you want to donate, yes. feel free to. 
We will be thankful and we will never beg for your money, folks. No, we won't. <laughs> so thank you so much for your support. Until next time, have a good rest of your day. Have a good rest of your week. We will see you next Monday, the 23rd, for episode number 54. See ya. Hi. What you're about to see? Smack em, whack Oh yeah. Thanks, Randy. This is WWF Smack'em Whack'em. That's right. It is slamming wrestling action. You heard me. Slamming wrestling action. Some of the matches we got. Bret Hart taking on Ric Flair, Kamala, and Yokozuna. We got body slamming, head hammering, rollers inspiration action. Never before seen footage. Shot exclusively for Coliseum Video. Matches include, we got Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels in a ladder match. Uh, Undertaker takes on Razor Ramon. Crush takes on the Berserker. Plus many more superstars in action. The Bushwhackers do some home improvement stuff. Razor Ramon and the Undertaker. That's right. And it is more exclusive matches and more exclusive features. Of course, it's Coliseum Video. 430 West 54th Street, New York, New York. 1017. That's right. Coliseum Videos headquarters there. Of course, you can always just go to Fairfield, New Jersey, 07007 if you want to get a Coliseum Video uh, releases. This is uh, January 1990. Jake Roberts on the cover. This is sponsoring today's program. That's Steve Austin up there. Hey, Quinn, you're watching this right now. Will you stop, 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 stop